Welcome, everybody, to Hidden Guardians Podcast, your only podcast hosted by actual Hidden Guardians. Uh, today on the show, we're going to go over the TWAB and talk about the things that are going to be coming up as changes in the next few weeks. Uh, also, there was a brand new mission that hit this past week that myself and the guys managed to dive into and earn the rewards and not totally make fools out of ourselves in. Plus, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about nostalgia and Destiny 2 and just our, I have some thoughts about it. There's a conversation that cropped up this past week that I think merits a little bit of a discussion about. I'm Outrider and I'm always joined by Bacon and Venge. How are you two doing today? Chill. Yeah. Doing doing good. How about yourself? Yeah. Train yeah. living. Dream living here. Oh, boy. Uh, well, uh, per- personally for me, I- I've had something on my mind now for a while this past week, and I just can't get it out of my head. It's that eight-foot-tall vampire woman. I swear to Christ, I can't stop thinking about it and all how horny the <laughs> player base is for this woman in this new Resident Evil game. It's just absolutely astounding. It's okay to admit you wanted to step on you. We won't Shut up. Here. Shut up! I don't want her to. St- I don't want her to step on me or choke me or anything. All right, I, I'm just Suffocate intrigued me. that they. No, I, I'm shut <laughs> up. I, I, <laughs> I'm just intrigued by the fact that they created a character, obviously a villain, that looks like her, with the same height as everybody else. And then I saw somebody make an offhanded comment. They called her the Lady Tyrant. Do you remember the tyrant creatures in Resident Evil? They were like seven to eight feet tall. They had like the heart on the outside of their chest. They were the mutated guy. They had the one big hand with the claw on it and all that. Well, what if that is a lady tyrant? (laughs) The evolution of it and... Ooh. Ooh. It's it's possible. Hey, man. In the the end of that uh, demo that you played, what does she do? She grabs you with one hand... Pulls out her other hand, it turns into a set of huge claws. You scream, please choke me, mommy, and then she like stuck them <laughs> through your head. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know if anybody was watching me play that demo, but that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> it, it, I was it's, watching it's... and I was like, what the hell are you doing, Vince? So I had to get off. I was like, what the hell? I gotta go. <laughs> you, 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 had to get, you had to get off. You watched what happened to him and then you had to go get off. It's terrible, baby. I got off, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Jesus. oh, please step on me. No, and, and, okay. and, and, it, keep going, it, but oh, everybody goes, <laughs> everybody's going to horny jail for this one. But uh, I, I think I commented when we were playing the Harbinger mission that we haven't actually seen too much of her out. You know, we we see her arms, we see her face, we see you know the cleavage that is shown on her very lovely dress that she's wearing, but you don't see the rest of her body at all. And I think I said if that ends up getting damaged at any point, you're going to see she's actually quite monstrous underneath it. And if she's a tyrant, that might be it. You know, it's going to look really nasty, veiny organs exposed, et cetera, and so on underneath. So we'll no, she could also she could also just be a bunch of flies too, like the other girls. Yeah, exactly. We we don't know. But I just find it funny that it, this trailer comes out, that this live stream that they're talking about this game. And instead of going, wow, this game looks really awesome, it's all of a sudden, I want to have sex with monsters. You know, it's like, 
<laughs> what has happened to people over 2020 that that's the instantaneous reaction <laughs> to seeing something <laughs> like that? Um, you know, but not to get too far off topic. Let's get back to Destiny here a little bit. Uh, let's see. Twab came out this week. That's the weekly update. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cosmo was writing it. Uh, obviously, we have the new Hawkmoon related quest called the Harbinger. We'll get to that in a moment. But for the rest of the TWAB, uh, Cosmo starts off with what's going to be staying because seasonal activities and components of each season will now stick around for about a year after it debuts. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be seeing um, the story missions from Season of the Hunt are going to be launched from a note on the director. The Wrathborn Hunts are sticking around. The Adored Quest is still going to be here. Uh, the Crow's Vendor screen is still going to be in the Tangled Shore. Uh, the Hawkmoon Exotic Quest and the Master Difficulty for the Harbinger will still be there. The Seasonal Seal and the Warden title will be able to stick around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says the seal must be earned by the deadline on the rewards page due to an issue blocking the Triumph. It'll be adjusted. Okay. Uh, the things that won't be here will be the crow's bounties, the messages from the field, uh, the seasonal artifact, and the seasonal pass. Those go away. Uh, the weird thing is that because season thirteen, season of hunt was originally designed as this, um, the crow's going to appear in actually two different places. He's going to mm-hmm. be in the tangled shore, and then he's going to go somewhere else to his new location that he was supposed to go into. This is going to be corrected come season 14 moving forward, which was designed with this year lifespan model for the seasonal content. Um, But right now, it's going to be a little strange that the crow is going to be in two different places doing two different things. But uh, hey, if you like Wrathborn hunts and you still want to grind out those weapons, go for it. But speaking of grinding weapons, Umbral Engrams are also coming back. Apparently... And I think we might all agree that the umbral engrams and being able to focus them into more specific weapons and armors with different abilities was a very good idea. And having yes. the uh, burning trash can to do such a thing was a fantastic thing. So coming back in season 14, umbral engrams will be returning. We'll be able to get them from patrols, strikes, crucible, gambit, the ordeal missions, public events, blind well, nightmare hunts, exo challenges, empire hunts. And the new seasonal activities. Plus, they have a, a chance to drop just from killing enemies pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will have to get a new currency to use the Prismatic Recaster. It is called Prismatic Lenses. Uh, these are the things that allow you to focus, to target a narrow collection of gear and target specific armor stats. I have no idea, and they don't list what kind of gear is coming, what will be available to work on, the size and scope of it. Hell, we don't even know where the Prismatic Recaster is going to be located. It sure does not look like it's with the Drifter at this point in the picture that they show. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a great idea. Targeted loot. This is something we wanted. Uh, Everybody loved it when Opulence, Season of Opulence, did it with the Menagerie. And I think the uh, Prismatic Caster is an upgraded version of that. They did make sure to say that the Umbral Engrams aren't going to be like raining from the sky like they did in Season of Arrivals. 
mm-hmm. where they were just overwhelming people with them. They kind of tuned it down a little bit. You're still going to get them, but they're not going to be as they fill your mailbox within doing like a couple nightfalls and you have no room for anything else. Oh, you guys think that's a good idea to bring this back? I do. Uh, yeah, I being able to have the a targeted grind for loot is a good idea. And I'm glad that we're going to be able to have that back again. Um, I have seen some speculation that people are thinking that that's also going to be hinting that some of the season 10 weapons, I think, are going to be coming back. Is that when the recaster originally was here was season 10? I don't honestly remember. But 11. Season 11 was 11. season of arrivals. It was the one right before okay. this one. Yeah, okay. So what is it, like seven seven weapons are coming back? Maybe. We already have the seraphs, the seventh seraph weapons. They re-added them. Uh, if they keep them around and you can grind them out a little bit better and focus them, that'd be all right. The weird thing is some of the the seventh seraph stuff, their power levels die off next season. But mm-hmm. more mind cells are still something that we can put into these uh the the that slot on the armor. So either they're coming out with new Warmind weapons that we haven't seen yet or know about, or they're just going to increase the pool with the Warmind, uh, with the Seraph weapons, and just keep the Ikelos weapons around longer. I don't know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But we'll find out. We'll find out. The season starts two weeks. So we'll yeah. know then. And then lastly, Gilded Titles. Um, essentially... There's going to be four titles that are going to be that are going to allow you to do this. The, the the ones based on the core rituals, so trials title, flawless, the ordeals title of conqueror, the crucible title of unbroken, and gambit's title of dredging. What this does is after you've earned the title, moving forward, you'll have the option to do alternate triumphs to guild the title which essentially puts a gold border around uh the thing on your actual you know seal screen but also changes the word that is on your uh, character when you're out in the wild from purple to gold Mm -hmm. uh, to show off that you've actually you know did this again you did some new things apparently there's going to be some new Triumph, so it's not going to be the same old ones you have to repeat. Um, but then at the end of the season, the gilding goes away and it starts again. This kind of yeah. feels like the sidestep to how the flawless seal and the conqueror seal just keep showing up new every season mm-hmm. after the very first time they were introduced, and because people keep doing it over and over again. and. I I guess I see some benefits to this. Um, I don't like it because I don't like that it goes away. I, yeah. I don't like that you you can't say, "Hey, I gilded this this many times out in public." It shows up on your inventory screens, uh, your like character sheet, how many times you may have gilded that, but you can't show that off. And if it takes you almost an entire season to do it, and you have now the benefit of showing off a gold a gold name for flaw within the last week, two weeks, two days, maybe of a season, mm-hmm. what's the point? What's the point? I think that's silly. 
Um, it is definitely them trying something out. I, it'll be refined over time. This is the first step, I feel, to actually changing up the uh, title system. Yeah. What do you think? Are you going to guild any seals? I know for sure I probably would do Dredgen. For sure. Because, you know, sometimes I just have nothing to do. So that's just good. That's going to give me something to do. Well, really, for me, it would depend on what the hell you have to do. Because I've had Dredgen since the very first season that it was introduced, which was when Forsaken hit. Yeah. So if it's like you do everything over again, it's like, no. No, I'm not doing that all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's something different. And, and they're kind of alluding to it, it will be different. And maybe each season, the what you have to do, the requirements change up a little bit based on what new stuff has been brought in. But yeah, go on, dude. So you're, you're looking at doing dredging because it's something to do. But it's like, I, like, I was thinking about it earlier, like since, since we were talking about yesterday. And then, like the first thing that came to my mind was, I don't know, I don't know why, but like accessories by doing that. Since it's going away, right? Next season, we're gonna mm-hmm. do it all over again. Yeah. What if? So people know that you you gilded your type your titles. Why not give us something that the that what you did is part of 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 that of that? So you if you go for a dredgen title, you get drifter's jacket. I don't know. I was just thinking that you do your crucible, you get uh, something from uh, Shacks. I I I I was just thinking that I was I was thinking like maybe you go into into a gambit match wearing the 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 drifter's jacket because you gilded that last season, so that's your prize. Yeah, but they're not doing anything like that. That's stuff yeah. that you would like to see happen, but this is just... That's something I want to see. This, this is grind for grind, you know? This is just, a, I get my name turned to gold for X amount of time left in the season. I was just thinking, like, hopefully that'll be something, since yeah. it's just going to go away sure. and start all over. Might as well just give us some sort of, like, accessory or something. Well, but, I, I, there should be, like, a, a symbol or something that maybe, like, next to the name that shows how many times you've gilded it in the past before it changes to gold again, if you do it again. So it could have like a Roman numeral two or three or four, you know, depending on how many times you've done it Mm -hmm. because that's clout, you know, for people that want to chase clout in this game and show off their title and say, Hey, I, I'm, I am a master unbroken crucible person. Mm-hmm. Good for you, man. I'm so happy that you spent all five seasons since this was doing it, gilding that seal, and showing off that, yeah, you're really damn good at the Crucible. That's awesome. But at least uh, let us be able to see it constantly moving forward. Mm-hmm. Instead of making that little... you the, Like, the gold, fine. It goes away. But that number sticks. And that's the that's the point. Personally, if you're talking about things I would like to see change when it comes to these seals, is I don't I don't think that you should have the entire thing completed before you get it on some things, like the, the ones that are more like the ritual activity ones. That you reach a certain point where you completed enough triumphs that you unlock the name, but it's in green. And then you do some more and it goes to blue. 
and then it goes some more to purple. You get what I'm saying? So like a so tier it shows system? that you're yeah, so it's like progressing that way, and then you start gilding it once you hit the max. And then you can start improving it. Eventually, though, and this is just me, I would like to see it that if, like, you know, let's just say Crucible, Gambit, whatever. You've done it enough times, you've gilded it enough times, instead of just being gold, it's animated. It's gold and it's on fire. Think about that. You, you mm-hmm. gilded that title ten times, and you're walking around, and it's burning. And that's something that you kind of mentioned yesterday, Vange, that you would like to see, like, the uh, old Nightfall. You know, the flames on the person that says, yep. I completed this. Same thing. Same mm-hmm. thing. Put it on the title, though. Make that burning. Make it, you know, depending on the season and the title, you have that one on fire. Another one's, like, neon instead. You know, something the that really makes you... Yeah. The... <laughs> no, the witch queen's going to be a vampire chick that's eight feet tall that follows you around. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> and she steps all over you. Stop it. <laughs> She's not <laughs> stepping on anybody. She's not stepping on anybody. For now. For now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, we, we, we need, uh, I think, there, there should be some fine-tuning. Vench, what, what do you think? What do you think of all this? Oh. I like the idea of it, and it's something that has been talked about and wanted by quite a few people just in the Destiny community. Um, and I just, it just feels like it's not executed right. And obviously, nobody's really happy with the fact that, you know, it's going to go away at the end of a season. But the ability to, like, just giving it its own aura or whatever, I think would be really cool. Um, and then even if the gold goes away, um, kind of having its own tier system when you have it equipped. So like Conqueror 2, Conqueror 3, stuff like that. Because there's people that have gotten Conqueror every season since it's been out. Yeah. And that number would be, you know, constantly going up every season for those that are grinding it. And uh, yeah, I maybe when you have the title equipped, like... Each one that is gilded, that can be gilded, is a uh, maybe has its own color flame aura, like the Nightfall one des or uh, Destiny one Nightfall thing. Mm-hmm. And as you get more and more of it, it's like more intense. And the when you have the title equipped, it it also says you know like two, three, whatever, however many times you've gotten it. I think that would be cool. Um, but it, since it's been talked about for so long, I think that having a trial run with it right now is good. Yes. And I'm sure we'll see uh, changes to it in the future, even if I feel like there's going to be some positive, some negative, like there always is, and the feedback is going to be all over the place. But it's a good starting point, and I'm glad that it's actually going to happen. I agree. And yeah, this is definitely that first step. This is the let's get it out there, see what people think, and kind of adjust it as it goes on. At least mm-hmm. they're only doing it with the four ritual activity once instead of throwing an ability to gild everything. I've seen mm-hmm. commenters going, Oh, they should gild the raid title. I'm like, Why? What are you going to add? <laughs> what, what, what are you going to add? You're going to have to like program whole new challenges into the raids. To add something different. Are you just going to have people repeat the same ones every like season? That's ridiculous. 
Yeah. Yeah, but the, 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 the ritual stuff, the stuff that we keep doing every time regardless. Yeah, I can see that. Do I want to see a gilded title for, say, like, uh, Splintered, which is the Europa one? No. No. I, I don't want to ever have to go grind out on a fire team 50 more of those brigs <laughs> in a season. No, thank you. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a grind. Oh, that that that's a once and done. That's a story based thing. But mm-hmm. the ritual stuff, it's good. Let's let people be able to show off though how many times they've been mastering these uh, core activities, and we'll go for. Well, I'm I'm also curious, depending on how uh, this all ends up working out, if they start creating more titles that can be based off of. Like either locations or whatever that aren't going to be going away, so that mm-hmm. people can guild more than just the four ritual activity ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be like an expl. There should be some kind of exploration title that you should get. We had one before, and it it's no longer available. It's been vaulted. Uh, I have no reason to visit Nessus anymore. I have no reason to go pretty much anywhere outside of Earth and Europa at this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. So if you, hey, go here and do patrols. Okay. You know, and it, it gills a title for it. Sure, do that. That that's something there because it says that you're invested also in you know the non-ritual playlist activities. Change things up. And do it, like and it, so many it could like be a, a way for. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, it changes things up, and it's like, all right, do so many Lost Sectors in this area one season, do them in another one next season. Uh, complete the the high-level Lost Sector mm-hmm. and on this planet during the season X number of times, and that's the thing that gilds your title. Well, you're all going to be there looking for, like, exotics and getting a good roll on exotic armor, so why not just, you know, tie it in, too? Yeah. And then that way, doing it that way, too, you could have it would allow the ability for everybody to guild titles and not just people that are grinding the hardcore high-end stuff. Yeah. And it would be a way, yeah, just a way so that more people could show off their accomplishments, even if they're not super intense high-end activities and end-game stuff. Yeah, because it's like, for me, I'm never going to get the Unbroken title. I I have to get to Legend in competitive mode three times over three different seasons and I can't even get past uh... no I made it to, I think I... yeah fabled I can't even get into mythic so mm-hmm. ain't gonna happen I think fabled 2 is as high as I've ever gotten so yeah, I'll I never still... get it broken I need, I need one more legend and mm-hmm. I could have it but that's not something I would go out of my way to uh, guild at all I got dredging, you know that I did. I even got um, reckoner. God help me if they brought that back. It's like here, guild reckoner. No, no, no. I'm gonna throw my you know PlayStation I'm out the window. Throw up on somebody. Yeah, so yeah <laughs> I don't ever want to do reckoner again. That that was that was pain, pain personified doing reckoner. That drove me nuts. Completing some of those. Uh, triumphs. The Reaper one. Oh, that was absolutely the worst for me. 
I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I think my wife would divorce me if I did that again. <laughs> well, yeah, let's not let's not let's not do that. Yeah, let's not do that. But uh, yes, overall, Gilded Titles, good idea. Let's see how it's implemented in full when it hits next season, and then just give feedback and hopefully it gets improved. Not the season after that, but probably like two seasons out from there. I'm actually quite impressed that they managed to go. We have this season of arrivals stuff, and now it's like one season removed from that, and mm-hmm. they're going to be implementing the caster back. That is fast for Bungie to go. Oh, you really like this idea? Let's re-implement it full time. Mm-hmm. I, I was really taken back by that, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a big plus, and it's. The ability for them to be able to move a little bit quicker on things is going to be good for everybody moving forward. So, most definitely. Do we uh, know what weapons are going to be in there? No. No. We don't even know what weapons are coming in season thirteen, like specifically for the seasonal activities and whatnot. We're going to find mm-hmm. out. I, I think this week, because we're so close now. If not this week, it's definitely the week before. Whatever the next update is, they're going to start talking about Season 13 coming. Because they have to start promoting and hyping people up for it. But they likely don't want to give it all away and yet. Because I think there's still a cutscene we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. That sets up what's coming. And we've seen that image of Zavala and Osiris hanging around with two Cabal Centurions looking at a hologram of a pyramid ship. We haven't seen that in the game yet. No. I think that's the kickoff for next season. So, Yeah, I could see that. We, 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 we're probably going to have to wait and find out what the hell's happening. Um, but anyways, last thing is uh, Cosmo included this little tidbit in here. Uh, We know there's a lot of community conversations happening around the current state of the game. I don't want to lean too far into the, quote, we're listening, end quote, meme. But it's 100% true that we take community feedback to heart and are absolutely considering community concerns and suggestions as we continue to evolve our plans for 2021 and beyond. Earlier this week, Assistant Game Director Joe Blackburn put out a tweet mentioning this and that we will give an update to the community with a deeper dive into the state of destiny. Essentially, that there's going to be in Season 13 a State of Destiny um, to kind of go over everything, whether it's a live stream or just like what Luke Smith did and put out this enormous post saying Mm -hmm. what they want to do, which those were fantastic. I I like to see something like that annually, to be honest. Um, Yeah. But, you know, it's just a thing that's like, you know, hey, we are actually listening, you know, this is this has been a unique set of circumstances, and we're now 2021. We're now back in the, building the game. We're off of the holiday. You know, things are running. We're about ready to launch a new season. You're going to get a bunch of information coming this season. I do hope that it comes earlier in the season and not like towards the end of season 13. I don't think people would be very happy if they're waiting three months or however long season 13 is before they find out about the state of the game moving forward. Yeah. I think they got to hit faster with it, but I hope they do. That heart, yes, the Harbinger mission. Yes. Uh, this past week, the random roll Hawkmoon mission extravaganza 
came into being with almost no fanfare whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're very happy that people found number one found the fireplace in the EDZ that you needed the Hawkmoon to shoot at. Thank you. And it kind of tracks the um, paracausal feathers that we picked up earlier in the season. I think there was 10 total that we got from prior missions before we got the Hawkmoon. We're kind of following like a trail of feathers, picking them up. This time around, uh, we're going back to the dam. And when you start this mission off, you come out, you see the dam in the background. There's a taken hobgoblin sniping at you from across the way. You kill it. You look around and go, why can't I go into that tunnel? <laughs> that yeah. was open fire. <laughs> One and hour later. So, so no, seriously, <laughs> when, when you get out there, and this is just how programmed we are with how Bungie designs these things. When I stepped out there and I looked around, and I stayed away from the spoilers when I found out this thing went live, I did not want to see how this mission was going to go down. I wanted to go in blind. And I was out there for like 15 minutes looking around going, how the f- where the fuck do I have to go? <laughs> I have no idea because I'm looking out at the woods that are there, and that's all out-of-bounds areas. I'm going, yep. where's the path? And like 15 minutes go by, and I get a hint. It's like, look for the birds. I'm like, okay, I see birds flying around, but the birds are just on this path, and they're not necessarily where you need to go. And then it's like, oh... Oh, really? You kind of have to land on this very specific tree that's laying down that's very thin. And from there, make this extremely long jump to get onto the outside of the dam. Which, before that, when we would go in there, was totally an out-of-bounds area. Mm -hmm. That was cool. And then there's this enormous inside section that we've never seen before. That kind of links the rest of the dam, which was not just the dam when we were going through for the Hawkmoon stuff, but the actual uh, Lake of Shadows strike. Yeah. You know, there's all sorts of rooms that are just now, now overlapping. So we're now seeing the inside of this entire structure. And taken in total, that's a big area that they've now kind of created that's going to be sticking around for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's five hidden feathers found throughout the mission plus two treasure chests one at the midway point one at the very end the end drops two hawk moons and surprise the hawk moon catalyst for the first time mm-hmm. and what do you guys think i i i liked it but i want to hear your thoughts on it we all ran it together as well this weekend mm-hmm. so what, what what were your takes the initial takes on it it was a surprise for me i mean it's it's a fun activity to do with three and it's a mm-hmm. challenging enough activity to do it alone and you feel accomplished doing it because yeah. it's, it's very worth it you get a great reward in the end and you get your random rolls pinnacle power the entire time i think where it's like pinnacle gear yeah, yeah they're, I really they're, they're, they're rolling they're rolling high for me they're, they're the hawk moons at the chest at the end were rolling as high as possible for me. So yeah, I think those were pinnacle drops. Yeah. I just wish the uh well like one of the one of the what's it called? One of the steps. It's like you're going uh Oh my god, what is it called? Yeah, you don't die. 
I wish there was like an emblem to it. Just something to it. Just something uh, yeah, the, the, it. The, the, because the triumphs for it. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's the completed solo, there's the completed flawless, and then there's the solo flawless one. And the only one that you get anything for is, I think, the completing it. For 15 minutes? Yeah, the, the speedrun <laughs> one, which is everybody that has completed it, I think, has managed to get that. <laughs> I so got it. I was like, I know I died like 50 times. <laughs> I was here longer than 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I, I think my I think my first my my initial run through it, which was a solo run, took me about an hour total, and I got it. So, you know, I'm not going to complain. But when we did it, we ran through it the second time. I think we like blew through that entire thing in like 15, 20 minutes at most. It was it just mm-hmm. went by really quickly. Like when it shows like my like my fastest time, it shows that I got a minute and thirty. I was like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> what?" Hey, hey, it's it's like that. I've completed the Deep Stone Crypt from start to finish in five minutes exactly. <laughs> That's a weird one to see on emblems. Is five minutes? I love that one. I, I hope they never fix that one. I know I didn't complete the Deepstone Crypt in five minutes from start to finish. That's just absurd. But I, I, I love showing that off. It's a perfect five minutes, too. <laughs> so well, what did like, you... Uh, mm-hmm. That makes me think of the... Uh, oh, what the hell is it? The Scourge of the Past. Yes. I, I think my emblem says like 13 minutes or something because of just farming the boss at with at yeah. some point yeah but we can't we can't top bacon's um garden of six, salvation one six hours and 58 minutes <laughs> you guys suck at the game but that's the problem <laughs> you just gotta get good you guys gotta get good man almost seven hours who else can do that <laughs> uh, who else but everybody you do, do you, you want to talk about do you want to talk about doing stuff for like multiple hours in one area i could talk about uh atrax one on first day of the deep stone crypt again that was eight hours there we don't have to talk about that that's yeah that, that's, that, that's already, PT, uh, ptsd <laughs> that's i already that. quit the game just because of that <laughs> <laughs> ptsd on that one yeah uh, no, cool. that, i thought it was great I thought it was it was a hell of a lot tougher than I expected it to be. Yeah, solo it was tough, and because when you died, that was it. If it's in a darkness zone, it's it's restart the encounter that you're on, like that boss encounter at the very end. And you knew going into the boss encounter from doing the when you got the Hawkmoon the first time, it, what was going to go down. You knew the beat of it. You knew the boss you're going to fight. You knew. Uh, the knights were going to spawn. That acolytes were going to be in the room. They're going to be generating the stupid turrets constantly. You knew mm-hmm. all that, and then they brought it up to power level twelve seventy. Oh, what a beauty! And it, <laughs> it, 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 it hurt. It hurt, and there was modifiers on it too. Like uh, I think this week, uh, fire damage, solar damage, uh, yeah, solar area effect damage was in, was increased. So you just melted when. One of the knights like burned you. Fire was, burns. Remember oh that? yeah, it, it was absolutely insane. <laughs> but I, but I liked it. I liked it. It, it, it was hard. It was challenging. Um, I got through it on my first try solo. I'm like that. That's an accomplishment for me. And then I was watching fire team chat 
and the guys were talking about it on there and all of them were going, Oh yeah, I started it. And then I just went right into a, a, a group because I couldn't get through it so long going. Really? <laughs> you guys gave up that quick <laughs> on doing this <laughs> quitters. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they, they jumped in like, you know, two other people into a fire team and they kind of ran through and they're like, yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of tough. I'm sitting there going, but you guys couldn't even finish it by yourself. Wow. <laughs> you suck. You know, when it comes to <laughs> But it's like, it, I saw on Twitter and then I saw like Paul Tassie, I think it was like immediately asked for help. I was like, I'm sorry, man, really? <laughs> Come on, man. And I, th- I think it's possible. It's possible to for, do it for on the, your for own. The, for, the, for the amount of times some of these guys play this game, the amount of hours they've dumped into it, I am kind of... I can understand a dungeon not being able to be completed solo. That might be a little bit too much because that is, depending on the dungeon, it is an experience to do. Um, but something like this, no, you should be able to complete this by yourself. Yeah. It's just going to take time. Keep distance. I think that's pretty much like the best thing. And yeah, you know, pretty much if you want to do it, you know, the easiest way, Warlock. I'm not even lying. The warlock makes it a billion times easier. As long as you know how to jump. Healing. That's the only thing. It gives you, know, you heal, it gives you the well, it gives you empowerment. You want Nova, you can throw that sucker around it like nothing. Mm-hmm. I did it with that one, and I was like, yeah, I should have just done this with the warlock the first time. <laughs> I, I, went, I was top tree night stalker. And I went being able to go and. Going invisible is a big help. If I had, I, but I had my um, uh, what was Orpheus rigs on because I wanted the shadow shot to be able to recharge a little bit faster. I what I should have done is put on uh, my uh, worm husk crown. Mm-hmm. So when I went invisible, I would have healed up and got my shields back faster. Mm-hmm. But eh, I only died. I think of my initial run, my solo run, twenty five times total, and like. 15 of them were in that final encounter. Sure. So, it wasn't too bad. Once 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 you figured it out, you you can get through it no problem. Am I going to try the solo run or the Well, the flawless run might happen as a fire team anyways, naturally. You could probably get through it without dying if you had two other people and you just kind of were a little bit more cautious. Um, the so the solo flawless, uh, if you're not offering something for me to do it like an emblem or something a shader i probably wouldn't even try it i don't have to show off that yeah but yeah, i did it, it and i was like hmm, there should have been so, something to it you it did solo flawless you did yeah. solo flawless oh really i got solo. yeah but uh-huh. i mean like what are you gonna get for nothing you're just an alpha hunter or whatever it is and i'm like oh yeah, okay that's, that's what it's called thanks alpha hunter. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I kind of wish that they would give a little bit more of a reward for that. I understand there's limitations and they're probably like time restraints and yeah. um, stuff as the season needed to go live. And they just they're already working on stuff like two seasons out at this point. I guarantee there's already people in production to start a good chunk of the Witch Queen right now. And that's coming out in fall of this year. So, yeah, yeah, they've already moved ahead. 
at this point. There's the, the, they'll be able to tweak and tune the next season, but they're not going to add anything major to it because it's already finished at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, we're talking about the Witch Queen. I just mentioned it, and we've mentioned Mr. Tassie and his articles and uh, asking for help when the Harbinger hit. But uh, we he also wrote it. this. Yeah, he, you know what? He's he's actually he's actually he's actually an all right guy. I have played with him once. Um, actually, my first pit of heresy clear was his first pit of heresy clear because he asked to go do it, and I was online at the time, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it," and he invited me. So I went along with it with another journalist for a Fanbyte, if I remember correctly. And you know, he's all right, but he wrote an article talking about how. Destiny 2 will never get another expansion the size of Forsaken. Talk about the Witch Queen. And he makes a point about, you know, Bungie being their own company right now. They're not only, uh, they don't have the huge amount of capital that Activision did, plus the help of two other studios, like Activision was able to give them, which was High Moon and Vicarious Visions. Uh, Rest in peace, Vicarious Visions. You've now been completely absorbed into Blizzard. Yeah. And you pretty much don't exist anymore. You're now Blizzard. That's kind of a shame. But, you know, yeah. we, we shouldn't ever expect anything the size of Forsaken again. Because Bungie did have a lot of help making Forsaken. Yeah. And the interesting thing that spawned out of it wasn't this revelation, obviously. I know this going in. Luke Smith even said this in a comment. that it'll, We're probably never going to see something on the scale of Forsaken. But it was the amount of people that pushed back at a very few that said they didn't actually like the the Forsaken expansion. That they didn't like it? They did not like it. That oh. they had problems with it. Mm-hmm. And they didn't think it was all this, this great thing that the general community thinks it is. Mm-hmm. So it had me thinking about these expansions that we've encountered in Destiny 1, Destiny 2. There's always one in each of these games. and so There's two total throughout the, the franchise, which would be the Taken King and Forsaken, being these groundbreaking, unbelievable, huge, content-filled extravaganzas that we've never reached again, that these were the pinnacles of the game, and we need to get back to these things constantly. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about what actually made these things so important. The Taken King added new subclasses, remember? Mm -hmm. When Destiny 1 started, there was only two energy types per character. You didn't have access to all three. Mm -hmm. Like, Titans only had Void and Arc. Taken King brought the Sunbreaker. Hunters only had Ark and Solar. Taken King brought in the Night Stalker. And Warlocks finally got uh, the Tickle Fingers, yes? That's what it's called. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, fingers. Yeah, Storm, Stormbringer or something like that. Stormcaller. Uh, so, the, you know, that's big on its own. You know, we had the Dreadnought. That was a new location. There were some different storytelling elements to it. We had a big raid that came out of it. And everybody holds this up as this was the ideal to it. But everybody forgets that once the Taken King dropped, 
we didn't get anything else for months afterwards. I mean, for a year, didn't we? It was Until damn Rise close of to it. Damn close to it. But there, there was that... There, there was that spring, late spring, early summer patch that came out that kind of changed up the Prison of Elders and some other things. But there was the nothing. Yes, the Go Fast update. And there was nothing to it. So I, I, I get that there was like this large amount of big positive changes that happened when the Taken King came out. Same thing actually for Forsaken. Wasn't the sunset that a thing in Taken King? Yes. Yeah, it it like it sunset exotics. Like you had to re-earn all of the exotics. It sunset it, everything and but like the only reason nobody really talks about sunset in that time is because we had plenty of guns, plenty of armor to go 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 and get again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if that wasn't such a big issue here and beyond light. I booted then, Yeah, I, I booted it up and I, I started playing it. <laughs> and you're going through that opening mission and you get to the fight where you see the image of orcs for the first time and the Taken start coming in on Phobos and then after you defeat the boss, you have to run. I had my Fate Bringer equipped. My mm-hmm. maxed out Fate Bringer equipped. And when I killed that boss that was in that room before you start to flee the scene, um, it dropped a blue hand cannon that was above and beyond better than my fate bringer. <laughs> and you have no idea how painful that was yeah. to go, I can't use you anymore, my dear friend. Time to cross the rainbow bridge and take that blue and put it in my hand and use that for the rest of the thing going forward. And and people talk about sunsetting being a problem now. It's a, you don't know that pain, man. <laughs> Losing one sunsetting, you lose precious things in D one. That it, hurt. It, it, this it, didn't it, hurt. Ooh. <laughs> uh, this was that was painful then. But when you got done with the Taken King, the story went. I pretty much completed the campaign that day. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, the average person, maybe over the course of that week, you had about a month of content, really a month of content. And that's if you didn't go and do the King's Fall raid constantly, try to hunt down some more of the different exotics that popped up, thoroughly explore the dreadnought for every mm-hmm. single calcified fragment that was in there. Yeah. Okay, so what's the nostalgia to it? Is it just the overall feel and the story and the themes that people like? Was it the weapons that people liked? Or was it the big seismic changes that people liked? Adding the new classes. So what, what's that? What, what is it? I mean, that, that was a big thing, but you also have to remember where it came from. That Destiny 1 vanilla sucked. It yeah. was grindy. It was slow as shit to try to get where you needed to go. And then look at Destiny 2. Same thing. Destiny 2 changed what they wanted to do. Double primaries. Static perks on weapon types. The entire point behind that was that they could actually fine-tune these weapons much faster. Not going to go there. It didn't seem that worked out very well. Forsaken comes around and it reboots and gets rid of everything, so it's this big seismic shift again. You still only got a raid out of it. 
Uh-huh. Got the dungeon. That was nice. Uh, two areas: the, the Tangled Shore, the uh, Dreaming City. Random and, you rolls know, came back. Yeah, random rolls came back. Basically, it was resetting some stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but when I look at you know Forsaken itself, I go, okay, there's a lot of positive changes to the game itself. But Forsaken as an expansion with its story, I didn't care for. I didn't like it. It was a revenge story. I'm sitting there going, but you want me to go after and get revenge for a guy that willingly put his life in danger and got himself killed by showing off. Yeah. Okay. Um, No. I'm supposed to feel for this guy that was lost, that was just this charismatic dude voiced by a famous actor? No. Did I like what the Tangled Shore was like? Hell no. I don't like going to the Tangled Shore if I don't have to. I'm saying there's parts of the day feels empty no matter what. It constantly feels <laughs> empty and desolate, but that's what they were going for. They wanted that that uh, Western aesthetic, that um, it's the lonely plains of the Wild West. There's just nothing. It's empty. It's just savage area. And yeah, they, they managed to successfully recreate that. But for me as a player, that's boring as hell. Mm-hmm, sure. If I'm not playing as a Western, it's not exciting for me. Um, what did we get? We got one enemy type that was just a variant on an existing enemy type. Same thing with the Taken King. Yep. The Taken were just modified versions of existing enemies. The, the Scorn are just modified Fallen. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh, I've seen some criticisms like, I hated the Dreaming City. I actually enjoyed the Dreaming City because it actually felt like a, a, a legitimate treasure hunt running around and finding the portals that took you underneath <laughs> the areas in the Dreaming City that could connect you to different places and when you know the the shattered throne opened up that was great but the dreamy city is stagnant now it's still in the curse cycles there's nothing there there's no real yeah. reason to go there they, i like what they tried to accomplish but i i can't hold these as these pinnacles of the game for the stories and what was available. They were the pinnacles of the game due to the changes that they brought to the game. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to get at here with this entire talk about nostalgia, ruining destiny, evolving is that they're looking at these grand changes and merging their memories kind of, of that nostalgic feeling of these expansions, the changes plus what happened into this grand vision when they're not actually separating the two and going, we actually should get much better story content and and better, like, you know, areas to patrol around in. Oh, these changes were fantastic, but the rest of the stuff that went with it, you know, needed to really be upped on it. If I was to say anything, I'd probably give Taken King just a little bit of an edge to it uh, over Forsaken, but not by much. Not by much. And I, I kind of feel it's it's detrimental to the game. We actually just had a fairly decent-sized expansion coming out. It wasn't the size of Forsaken, because it didn't have to do the seismic shifts that Forsaken 
needed to do to the overall game experience. We mm-hmm. ended up getting three new subclasses, one for each one for each class, brand new power set, broken ass power set that was fun to play, even though they've kind of nerfed some stuff. You know, that kind of reminds me real quickly. You know, they, they, they did nerf that entire um, Shatter Dive uh, Glacier Grenade kind of wombo combo, mm-hmm. right? Except it didn't work. Yeah, they didn't fall out, do a video, and, and he's like, yeah. is it nerfed? <laughs> yeah, he did, he did a private match, and he's not even encasing the people in the grenade, and it's still doing, like, max damage and killing people. And this is with the roaming super going, so you should have so much of a, uh, uh, like a, a little bit more protection. And he's just murdering people with it, except on the Behemoth Titan. Oh. If you are on a Behemoth Titan, it looks like it's doing what it needs to do and giving the, you know, the minimal numbers for damage from this. So they nerfed the Titan instead of the freaking Hunter? <laughs> Oops! No idea. I, 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 there, there's probably there's probably like I wouldn't be shocked if it's like a decimal point or something that's wrong in the code, and that's what's causing this to like not take control. But mm-hmm. they'll, they'll they'll likely figure it out. This is has to just be an error. But it was so funny seeing that. <laughs> Here's the the nurse to the shatter dive in PvP. It didn't work. <laughs> Lies. Bungie's liars. They're all like, it's not that they're lying. They're working <laughs> from home. It's, it, it, I, I can only imagine the stress that they're under at this time. I want to stress, I want to say that. But I, uh, back to it, I, I think that nostalgia is kind of a, a, a bad thing for this game. It, it's one thing to look back and go, yeah, this was kind of fun at this point. It's another thing to go, yeah, we really need to move forward on things yeah. and stop trying to get back to where these ideals that we've created in our own minds are at. Because if you seriously look at the Taken King and you seriously look at Forsaken, which were the two biggest things, that are like, these are the greatest expansions out there. Separate all the system the system changes to the game and just focus on specifically the expansion itself. Not all the changes that improve the game's quality of life. Mm-hmm. And you can actually start to poke a lot of holes in those expansions. Sure. And, and I, I kind of would like to see, you know, this game evolve and not just kind of crutching back to those ideals. I think Beyond Light was actually a good idea. You know, it's, it's going to, it's trying to push the game in a different direction. And I'm excited to see where it goes over the course of this year. That's the whole point of evolving. You got to push boundaries. It has to be done. I, I just want people to remember that, you know, they don't have the help anymore that Activision afforded them. They are diversifying. They're working on another IP at the same time. And I can't mm-hmm. blame them. They don't want to just be known as the Destiny Studio for the rest of their existence. And I like some new ideas. I, I like things that are different. I don't want another Forsaken because I want something better than a Forsaken. It doesn't have to be the size of a Forsaken, though, to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun with Beyond Light once I actually kind of digested the experience of the story and whatnot. And the things that happened post-raid were actually very enjoyable, too, that opened up on the map and expanded yeah. it a little bit more. 
But I'll take this and the seasonal content model over. I got the Taken King. I played the shit out of it for two and a half, three solid months. And then I waited another six months for something new to come out or longer. Mm hmm. Where like, there was better? nothing there. It's like, it's like, what's better? Do you want a year of nothing or do you want drip feed? I will always like drip feed. <laughs> At least I know something's coming up next week, maybe in yeah. two weeks. And not a, and it's like, that's what people forget. That's what people always forget. Even if you're a D1 vet, you always forget the, the horrible time of not doing anything for a long time. <laughs> I, I, I would much, I, think, I would much rather do the drip feed, even though it's like a lot of like lockout here and there. But at least I know there's something coming up that gives me hope a little bit. It's like okay, at least there's something coming up. There's something coming up. But it allows it allows it allows you to plan and do other things too, so you're not just relying on this constantly. Yeah. And um, and I think that you know with Forsaken, you know, it had that entire year of seasons that went with it that were almost built to kind of work with forsaken directly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, let's see the, the black armory season, a uh, season of the forge was, I didn't like the forges to be very frank with you. I thought they were dull as hell grinding those constantly, but Hey, my favorite raid in destiny Two uh, came out of it, which was scourge of the past. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, everybody loves Season of Opulence. They're going, oh, yeah, the, the Menagerie was great. All right, you like the Menagerie. What else came out in Season of Opulence? Crickets. Even people forget that the Crown of Sorrows raid came out in Season of Opulence if you weren't a raider. I actually forgot about it. I'm not going to lie. I forgot about they, it. They, <laughs> they, they, they focus on, they focus on the, the Menagerie. That was one part of Season of Opulence, the Menagerie. That's it. That's just one little piece of it. Tell me about the rest of the season. What do you remember? Crickets. They don't. I love mm -hmm. that the, the, you have people going, oh, yeah, Season of the Drifter was great. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> the gamble was the shit. What, <laughs> what, was the one, what was something that came out of Season of the Drifter, other than the Reckoner title? And, um, yeah, oh, that, go on. That, that's what I was going to say was the title. <laughs> 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 you, you, you know what came out of, you know what came out of season of the drifter um an ulcer from doing the reckoner <laughs> stuff uh yeah. but the um the reckoning the event reckoning. and no and knowing yeah. that the that best fun. classes were warlocks and hunters that time that the entire season was was, <laughs> was just those two but you know, you know what you know what the crown jewel of Season of the Drifter was? Zero hour. That came out during Season of the Drifter. Yeah. Oh goddamn, did it? Are you serious? I... Yes. That's Holy how long ago crap. zero hour was. I actually sure. looked it up last night when I was thinking about this. I was like, what the hell? Because I saw people talking about, oh, yeah, all three of those seasons were so great that came after Forsaken. So it's this whole year of amazing content. And I went, what? <laughs> Off the top of my head, I couldn't remember most things about it. I remember the Menagerie. I remember Crown of Sorrow because I hated that raid with a vengeance because of how buggy and damn stupid the mechanics were. I despised Crown of Sorrows. 
And it seemed to be a theme for me that any of the rays that Vicarious Visions really got their hands on, which was Crown and Spire of Stars, were my least favorite raids in the entire game. But I remembered Opulence for the Menagerie. I remembered Opulence for Crown. And I couldn't tell you anything else about Opulence. Then I remember Season of the Drifter, and I went, what the hell was in it? Well, the Reckoner title showed up. They had those armor sets. Oh, that's right, because you had to do the Reckoning, which was not fun. Mm-mm. You had to have a very specific loadout because they were fighting against these overpowered, super not regenerating armor pieces, exotic armor pieces. <laughs> And it, they had to build an encounter that could withstand people instantaneously getting their supers back and abusing the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. So that was the bridge encounter. The bridge encounter. If you could get through the bridge encounter without using any of your supers, I know there was a triumph for it. But good, bless your heart. I mean, seriously, you, you must be a freaking god at this game because I can't figure out how you could have done it even after they ch- did the changes to the reckoning right before it got before it got sunset. I could not figure out how the hell to do it because there were just so it was such a difficult thing for almost zero reward. Yeah, doing mm-hmm. reckoning. It was a time sink that I hated doing. And then I, I couldn't figure out what else was there. I couldn't remember what was there and I had to look it up. And then when I saw zero hour was part of it, I just couldn't grasp that zero hour was part of a season that I absolutely could not remember. Yeah. So the, 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 the experiences that I, I see people talking about, about how great this was, they can't be that great if you can't really pinpoint the parts of those seasons. Yeah, especially, like, the bigger things, like Zero Hour, like, I forgot that was a thing in the season. And just, like, the the stuff that came out in some more uneventful seasons, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a nostalgia thing. And, and I, I think that's a little bit detrimental because if you keep leaning into, I want it like this, you're only remembering the, the shining moments of it. You're forgetting yep. all the other bad stuff that went along with it and all the other crap that they've been slowly trying to kind of work away. But if you keep saying, I want it this way, and then they give it to us again in a very similar form and you're raging about that, you ain't ever going to see the game improve. Isn't that what you wanted? Well, yeah, yeah, but you're listening, so that's not supposed to happen. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's enough of the soapbox. I think that's good enough. We're 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 pushing that hour mark, maybe a little bit over. Mm-hmm. And I want my lunch. Damn it, I am hungry right now. So, I think we're gonna get out of here. Uh, if you want to hang out and listen to us more, you can find us at Anchor.fm/hg. Uh, hyphen podcast um there's all sorts of avenues to listen to us there you don't have to listen on anchor you can listen on spotify we have links to everything in fact i didn't tell you this gentlemen i figured i'd surprise you we're now on apple podcasts oh sick oh we're we're in the highlight though eh? yeah <laughs> I, I i received notification from anchor that you know we our show is now on apple Podcasts. so there we go we have a huge selection of uh 
venues for you to listen to our horrible takes and terrible dialogue and horrifying jokes on a weekly basis. And we appreciate every single person that does. Yes. Um, also on our anchor page is our link tree, which has access to all of our socials. You know, give us a follow, check us out, send us some messages, some comments, you know, whatever. We'll probably get to them on the show. If you send them, you don't have to. And we never expect anybody to do so. We're just happy that you listen. We'll be back next week. Um, I don't have anything else to add. I think we're all good here. Take care. Be well, everybody. Thanks Catch for listening. Have a, have a good week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Where's my vampire girl? Where's Bye. my vampire at? Step on me. Stop.